Welcome to the Paycom Podcast. We are medical management radio for the solo provider and small group physician practice. Paycom is where medicine meets entrepreneurship. Now, here's your host, Terry Fletcher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Paycom Podcast, Medical Management Radio. Paycom is the professional association of healthcare office management. I'm your host, Terry Fletcher. Happy New Year, everyone. 2020 is not only a new year, but a new decade, and we're going to call it 2020 Vision as we really focus on what the CMM credential can do for you and your career development, what having a certified medical manager running your office can do for you and your medical practice, and really what what the benefits are that can be obtained by being a leader in the industry through the Paycom opportunities. I would like to introduce my guest joining me today, Ms. Coley Bennett. Coley is a National Advisory Board member for Paycom and the 2020 Chairman. She's a Certified Medical Office Manager and the President of the Rockville Chapter of Paycom. She holds positions and contributes to state and local politics and is currently the Practice Manager for Primary Care Practice in Montgomery County, Maryland. Coley has a wealth of knowledge with her over 15 years in the practice management industry and is here to talk to us today about what it means to be a Certified Medical Manager in today's medical practice. Coley, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Terry. Thank you for having me. Happy New Year to you, and welcome to 2020. We're really happy to have you today. I'm so excited to be here. We finally made it to the year of perfect vision. What a great time to be alive, the roaring 20s all over again. We are. I'm very excited to be here, too. And just so everybody knows, the 2020 vision, that actually came from Coley. When we first started our conversation, she had put it in something we were talking about and just mentioned us that that was a great kind of segue into what we're going to talk about today. And what was really exciting about our first you know, conversation into uh, looking at the CMM and what it can do for you is I wanted to get Coley's insight this week. So I want to start with you know, her capacity being in the trenches with many of you office managers, she knows what it's like. She's not just talking from a platform, but basically being there and doing the job. So in your capacity, Coley, as the new chairman of Paycom, by the way, congratulations on that. What is your Thank message you. to the certified medical managers that are out there or the office and practice managers who are heading into this new year with so much on their plate, but needing to really make that commitment to become a CMM and why? Becoming a CMM is very important to your own professional development. In order to lead a successful medical practice, you too have to feel fulfilled. It's one thing that we all spend our time training our staff, making sure that our revenue cycles are good and we're getting every available dollar for every type of visit that we have. But at some point, you have to sit back and take a look at where you're going with your career. Um, Yes, taking the CMM is a big step in that direction. I won't kid you, the test is hard. It's absolutely a difficult test, but it is not a test that you can't pass. Hundreds of us have. The nine domains are things that you do every single day. You may not call it by those names, but it is exactly what you do every single day. This test and this credential means that you've reached a level of mastery of those things, and it it means something to you in the marketplace. It means something to the people who employ us. It means something to people who we mentor. It means something to our industry. It's very important that we keep our eyes on the prize. It's easy enough to get bogged down in the day-to-day, but when was the last time that you did something for yourself that proved your level of competence in our industry? Earning that CMM is absolutely that. 
I, I love that response because it's it's bringing the the job forefront into more of a career forefront. And I think that a lot of office managers right now are really looking at uh, their position as more of a job. And I think for those um, managers out there, whether it be practice managers, office managers, administrators, your capacity is being in charge, you know, even if it's considered a, you know, a supervisor, but to have the management kind of title, whether it be formally or informally, um, getting this for yourself, not only to me is for the title, but Coley, wouldn't you agree that it's what it brings to basically your career opportunities, but also what it brings to uh, the office or the practice that you're managing? Without question, I am very fortunate. Um, I myself am a CMM, but there are three other PACOM people who work in my office. Um, and that's purposeful. When I'm looking to hire to extend our team and there's someone who says that they're a paycomer that applies, they have my undivided attention because I know that they know things that people who are not paycom don't know. Um, it gives us an opportunity as an organization to breathe life into this credential, this CMM that we talk about all of the time. It really is a living credential. Every time I give a speech at a provider meeting, every time I take on a, a new manager and mentor that manager or speak at a chapter meeting um, or recruit new managers, I'm adding value to that CMM. So when you do step out and say, okay, I'm going to make the commitment um, to study up because you're going to have to study, make no doubt about it. You, you probably will have to dedicate about, let's say, two, three hours a week um, to get yourself in a position um, where you're feeling comfortable when you walk into the test. Um, but once you study and you become confident that you know a lot more than you think you know and the, the small things that you didn't know, you now know, it is an amazing feeling to see all of your experience come through on this test and you're going, okay, I know the answer to one. I know the answer to 15. Hey, I'm on 35 and I still know the answers because it's something that we do every day. Everyone has an opportunity um, in this lifetime to choose a career path. And becoming a medical manager is absolutely a career path. We have to know a lot of things, revenue management, risk management, um, HR, and that you know changes every year, finances, contract management, technology and data, um, reporting our clinical performance, which seems to change every quarter. Um, all of these things, in addition to being compassionate leaders, um, in addition to mentoring our staff and working with our providers and growing your practices, all of that comes to one big head and you get to say either this is what I want to do for a living and I'm going to dedicate myself and take the time to invest in my own professional development and earn that CMM, or I'm just going to kind of watch what happens across the industry with people um, who just kind of manage their practice and are kind of happy in that particular role. And there's, you know, there's no shame in either role that you choose, but for those of us who are career-minded, and I know most of PACOM, if not all of PACOM is career-minded, this is the, a credential that you need to move forward. It is extraordinarily valuable. It makes you stand apart from everyone else in the marketplace. It absolutely does. Yeah, and I would agree. And the one thing that I noticed about the, um, the CMM and just the PACOM organization that's different from, let's say, the credentialing bodies that, that I'm, I'm part of is the networking and the just the feeling of community. I find that there's all kinds of 
mentors out there. If you need help with anything, there are people from the website that you can, you know, immediately contact and they're really willing to help you instead of kind of pushing you off in another direction. Um, would you find that to be the case? Absolutely. That's uh, P- Paycom's tagline is Paycom shares knowledge and nothing could be more true. Um, you know, when I first started with Paycom, um, one of the things that I valued most about it was the listserv. The fact that I could reach out to uh, a group of managers who are at that point much more skilled, much more experienced than I was and ask a question and no one made me feel less than for asking that question. But I had a bevy of answers from across the nation that said, listen, you can email me, you can call me, do this, do that, watch this webinar. That in and, in and of itself is priceless. The support that you get, even when you're doing things, um, opening a new office or closing an office, you know, both of those things are very traumatic for a medical manager. It requires a level of selflessness in both instances that, you know, kind of, it's introspective. You look at yourself and go, man, how did I get here if the practice is closing? Or, you know, what was I thinking if you're opening another practice and, and still t- trying to manage the practice, you know, where your your workers actually work? It's a lot. But when you reach out and say, hey, I'm kind of drowning. What do I do next? Where do I find this type of provider? What kind of paperwork do I need to file? You have access to hundreds of managers who've lived through that experience who can give you valuable information that you would not find, let's say, in a Google search or in a a manual that says this is how you close your practice. Having that human touch is one of the many things that sets Paycom apart from a lot of the other um, professional medical office management organizations. Yeah, and I would agree. And just even some of the things that you said, just to add to that, you know, I get calls daily from practices and, you know, my background is, is heavy coding and auditing. Um, but also practice management. And I get calls daily from offices and practices that say, hey, we're having a problem. We're not understanding why our collections have gone down. Can you take a look and see what's happened? And I come in and I'm talking to the office manager who a lot of times may be a physician's wife or a family member or somebody that came up through, you know, first to the front desk, maybe in the billing office. And now they kind of by default are an office manager. And then we find that they use the incorrect tax ID or they're being asked to take on another specialty in the office. And they're like, we don't know what to do. And just those little things can make or break a practice. And so uh, I think it's important that, you know, the medical managers that are listening or the potential managers or anybody that is considering going even into management in a medical practice understand that Paycom is there for you. They, They have a network system. They have, like you said, the support to really um, help you navigate through that in your career and to, and to hopefully help that office as well. So I wanted to talk to you about uh, the certified office manager. I know you've been the CMM for a while now and you've had that credential, but what have you seen is the biggest change for you as a manager of a medical practice, let's say in the past five years? I would say the biggest change um, would not be our coding switch from ICD-9, ICD-10, um, it would most likely be the millennials and their cell phones. <laughs> um, it has been. I'm sorry, I have to laugh at that because, okay, you guys should know. And since we're having a conversation, Colleen and I had a really long conversation about this. And I think you're going to really like her take on this because it's something that triggered kind of a funny conversation between the both of us because it's not something that I probably would have considered. And so go ahead. I just think it was a a funny conversation. I'm really excited for everybody to hear your take on it. 
so I think, you know, um, anytime that there's a generational switch, you know, um, and we have definitely here in the United States lived through um, a huge shift toward technology and being a bit more in touch with your emotions than, um, you know, people like me as a Gen Xer, um, you know, our rap was that we were aloof, that we didn't care. We just kind of wanted to live our lives and be happy. Um, and we've not seen anything like the group of young professionals that have invaded our industry like a plague of locusts of biblical proportions. Um, some people see it that <laughs> invaded. <way. laughs> but what I get is in my in my practice, I have um, almost exclusively a m- millennial staff and their cell phones. So I had to make a decision at this point. Do I try to bend the talent that I have into my management style or do I embrace them where they are? Um, and, and the cell phone is the perfect example. In most medical offices, cell phones are um, forbidden. You can't have your cell phone at your desk. You have to leave it in your purse, in your car. You have to turn it off. I can tell you that cell phone use in my office is the primary way that we communicate with one another. Um if someone in my office is doing something that I want to say, hey, great job, I'll send them a funny meme or a GIF and say, um, you know, wonderful work. Um, when I want to communicate with my doctor, when he, when he's uh, not actually working as fast as I'd like for him to work, um, I'll send him, you know, a dollar sign that's falling out of the sky. It is very effective way to communicate. Now, I do that. I get... Um, employees and staff members who sometimes spend a little bit more time on their cellular phones or their Apple watches than I would like, of course. So I do do uh, keep an eye out for people who are kind of abusing um, our cell phone privileges. However, I send them a text message and say, hey, I need you to focus in. We need your, your help today to make today a great day. And that's enough to make them get off of their cell phones to kind of refocus them. Yes, there are a lot of knocks on millennials. People say that they have a short attention span, um, you know, this adult onset ADHD that they have. But I find that using that short attention span is kind of like their superpower. If I have a, a task that needs to be done and it, it requires laser precision focus for only a few minutes, they are my go-to people. They absolutely are my go-to people. They see the world from a different perspective. And at some point as managers, we have to ask ourselves, you know, what we can do with this boundless talent and, and this group of people who are so focused on how they feel. They're very compassionate and they're very tech savvy. It's a win. It's a win, win, win for everybody across the board. Having them in your office is a beautiful thing. It makes everyone a little bit more comfortable. Embrace the cell phone. It's not a bad thing. It really isn't. It really isn't. I love that conversation. I think how this conversation came up, just so our listeners know, is that when I was uh, introduced to Coley, I was given a phone number to get a hold of her, and I thought it was her cell phone. Turns out it was her office line. Well, I had called a couple times, and I was disconnected. And I was like, okay, maybe her call, her cell phone is dropping a call. Well, the third time I was connected and it was to her office. And I mentioned when they, when they transferred me to her, I said, yeah, I, I couldn't get a hold of you. It hung up on me the first two times. And you laughed. You said, well, <laughs> I've had to explain to my front office how to actually answer and pick up a phone. I was like, excuse me. So that was a funny conversation yeah. lead into the cell phone conversation. 
It's very true. So, you know, millennials don't answer their phone. You have to literally text them to say, hey, I'm going to call you. <laughs> they generally text you back like, why would you want to call me? You, you know, what do you have to say? Um, so, and, and, you know, please forgive me. My staff, they know I love them today. I absolutely adore my staff. But I have one um, young nursing student um, who will be leaving me very soon. Her name is Busayo. Busayo is so very millennial. When our phone rings, she looks at the caller ID first. Um, and this is our office phone. She kind of ponders whether or not she should answer it. And say, answer it. It's for you. You know, so she picks it up and she sounds so surprised that there's another human being on the other line. Um, <laughs> but this is not a skill that they have. Um, this is not something that's, that is second nature to them. Again, as a Gen Xer, you would be hard pressed to walk past a ringing phone. And, th- and this is before the idea of caller ID. If it rang, we picked it up and, and hoped it was for us and not for someone else in our family because we may have had a little call waiting or three-way calling, but none of this thing where you can have group chats and talk to six, eight, 10 people at one time, we didn't have that technology. So now I'm tasked with wonderfully um, supportive and compassionate staff members. When the phone rings, they look at the phone like, okay, I wonder who it is. (laughs) Pick up the phone. I I love that. I'm glad it's, you know, it sounds like you've really adapted to the change that's you know, that we've, we've had to come forward, you know, and, and actually just uh, understand that here's we, where we are and make it a positive. So I, I really appreciate your um, adaptation and your response to that. That was great. So one of the things I like to get our listeners to be goal oriented. And in the last couple of episodes, we talked about this, you know, when you tackle a new day, a new week, and now we're in a new year and a new decade. I like to make lists so I can cross something off the list. That's just something that I really like to do. It make, makes me feel accomplished. And Unfortunately, I have long lists, <laughs> but yeah. what should be the top three goals in your professional opinion of any medical office manager as they look into the new year with 2020 vision? And I mean more staying competitive in the market and also innovative with new technology. I mean, we always know about, you know, you have to update your books and you have to update your codes, et cetera, and update, you know, like the meaningful use, all that. But when we're talking about new technology, competitive in, you know, um, the market of medicine, what, what are your top three things that managers need to do? Well, I would say get certified. That would be my first um, comment to you. Get certified and find yourself a Paycom chapter. Um, and the reason why I say that is because there are so many changes that are coming um, very quickly um, toward our industry. I, I live um, here in Southern Maryland, this a bedroom community of Washington, D.C. So I kind of get an insider view of some of the legislative things that are happening, some of the, the regulatory things that are happening. Um, and there are some significant challenges that are barreling toward us. And being connected will help you adapt and overcome. Paycomers are not people who are reactive. We are proactive. We get ahead of the game. In fact, we have a, a new ambassador program. And this ambassador program, we have um, two volunteers uh, from Paycom who sit in on CMS's first Friday calls um, and their VIP program or via, excuse me, MVP program so that we know what's coming, so that we can prepare and have our membership be prepared. Being certified, being a member of Paycom gives you that opportunity to know what's coming so it doesn't hit you like a ton of bricks you know, 60 days before you have to make significant changes to your EMR and uh, train up your staff on something that's Greek to you. So get certified is my first thing I would say. Second thing I would say is embrace your technology. 
Um, you know, I laugh a lot about my millennials in the, in the ringing telephone, but the truth of the matter is, is we text a lot of our patients. We do. We send text messages to remind them of appointments. We send, um, we don't hand out papers at the front desk. We put it all in the patient portal. You know, you have to kind of embrace the technology. Using these tools help you run a smoother practice. And the more patients you can see, the more money you can make. And really, we are all in the business of selling medical advice. You know, the doctors can be compassionate as well as our staff. But when it comes to the manager, we have to keep our eye on that bottom line. And the way that we do that is to make sure that we get every single available dollar out of the pool while still running a tight ship. More patients, see them easier, make sure that they're happy with the level of access to their own personal information. All of those things require that we embrace this new technology that's coming. Last but not least, consider embedding specialty into your practice. But if you're a specialist, consider embedding another specialty. Um, if you have an opportunity to look, sit down and take a look at what your practice is doing, where are you growing to? It's not enough anymore just to be successful. You have to be successful with a plan for the next year, for the next two years, for the next five years. Um, most of my staff uh, laugh about my plan for world domination. That's what they like to call it. But I keep it in a sparkly Kate Spade um, journal on my desk. These are all of my great ideas on how to grow our practice, how to educate my staff, to make sure that everybody is getting what they need to feel successful. Um, so those would be my goals. Get yourself certified, maximize your revenue, embrace that technology. Those would be the three goals that I would set. I also am a goal setter. Um, my personal goals would be to earn my um, HITC MPP through Paycom and a couple of other credentials. I'm looking at possibly adding on, Terry, what you have a lot of, some coding credentials. Um, and if you guys haven't looked at um, Terry's bio, she has more letters behind her name. <laughs> it is I so call awesome. it alphabet too. <laughs> absolutely, Jeez. absolute, absolute. But it speaks to your level of knowledge and your experience in your industry. And who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want someone to look at your experience and say, wow, she's really got her finger on the pulse of coding? Because that was my first take when I looked at all the letters behind your name. I'm like, Sheesh, maybe I should ask her about what coding credential I should have, you know, but <laughs> this is really what we need to do to grow into our profession. This is what we want to do. If this is your career path, make it just that. Make a plan, work the plan and succeed. It sounds easy. There's a lot of work that goes into it, but it's well worth it. And I would like to challenge the the Paycom, you know, potential members and anybody listening to uh, this podcast. You know, when uh, Coley mentioned to find a chapter, you can go to a chapter meeting. I, I don't think there's going to be. Is there a charge at a chapter meeting? Just so I know. Oh, no, there's no charge to chapter meetings. None okay, whatsoever. There are dues. So you can show up to a chapter meeting, listen in, see if you like it, see if, um, you know, if, if the community is what you're looking for. To find that Paycom chapter, you go to paycom.com, uh, pull the menu screen down, the very first option on the on the front page of that says membership and community, click on that. Then you'll find chapters on the drop-down screen and right under that, it'll say chapter directory. And you can find your state and hopefully your city or something close enough to you that you can take a look at that. The other thing about Paycom, which just floors me because I am an association member for many different 
um, professional associations, and they range anywhere from 150 to 800 a year and how much it costs to be a member. And Paycom is $19. You can join, pay, join Paycom right now for $19. And so what is that? Two trips to Starbucks? And so yeah. seriously, if you, if you get a chance to join any kind of association, and this, again, is your career, I think you can invest $19. And I, I really challenge you to do that. And then look around, look at the, the newsletters, look at the website, look at the offering of the networking uh, capabilities there, and then take a look at what it takes to be certified. But if you're looking for a place to start, become a member. It really has some amazing contacts and information for you. And, and I think that's important to start somewhere. Okay, so Coley, we really appreciate your insight, appreciate your insight and joining me today. Um, I'm happy that you were able to take the time. I know we're in different parts of the country. So I'm in Southern California. Coley's all the way in Maryland. And so uh, we kind of met in the middle uh, with our producer today. So we appreciate Joe too. And uh, thank you again for joining me on the podcast. And uh, we hope to talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. It was a bunch of fun. I also wanted to leave the listeners with this. In keeping with the Paycom motto of Paycom Shares Knowledge, you just heard from healthcare industry ep- expert and Paycom National Advisory Board Chair, Coley Bennett. And Paycom at Paycom, we want to remind you that you are responsible for the management of your practice. So if you know a physician or another office manager and you want them to get as much knowledge and current industry information as you can get, practice management knowledge, as much as you can, this is your podcast. We hope you will let others know and encourage them to listen in each month. As a reminder, the Paycom Podcast broadcasts the third Wednesday of each month. Also, please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and Google Podcasts, or wherever platform you listen to your podcasts on. So everyone, have a great month. We are really thankful for all of you and our listeners, and make it a great day and a great week, and we'll see you in February. Tune in for new shows the third Wednesday of each month. Thank you for joining us. Paycom is the professional association of healthcare office management and home of the nationally accredited certified medical manager. Professional credentials matter. Learn more at paycom.com. That's P-A-H-C-O-M.com.